You're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy, a podcast on how to be more efficient and effective in in everyday everyday life. Ladies, 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 and, and, and gentlemen, 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 welcome to episode number two of InfoQuench. Yes, it's episode two. We're glad you're back. With Jeff and Amy. With Jeff and Amy. Today we're going to talk about the top seven things that we learned from everyone's favorite little tidy upper. Oh, Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo. I have a soft spot, you know, for Marie Kondo. I think that she has some pretty good ideas. She does. Abso- yeah, absolutely. We actually read her book. Well, I read her book, let's be honest. Yeah, I, I didn't. didn't you, But I read it too because you, uh, you told me everything that you were learning as you read it. So so long, long before Tidying Up came out on Netflix in uh, 2014, she wrote the book that started it all. And it was uh, all about the KonMari method. And it's the Japanese art of decluttering and organizing. And we put that into play here in our home. I still remember the day when you came to me and you said, listen, I'm reading this book and I think it would be really great for our lives. We could get rid of a lot of stuff and we could, and I was just automatically, instantly just thought, there goes my records. Yeah. I will have no records. But you know what? I won't lie, that was also in the back of my mind. Yeah, but you know you love the records. Come on. Yeah. There's a lot of really good music there. All 2,000 of them. Yeah, Yeah, I know. So, it was uh, a bit of a battle to get Jeff on board, but we he, he did come on board. And I, the reason we're doing this episode is Tidying Up is great. It's a great show on Netflix. I think it's getting a lot of people inspired. I hear thrift stores are getting record donations of clothing. And, and records. <laughs> record donations of everything but records. And uh, I, I think the show is great, but it doesn't really dive into the details of what the whole process is about. So we're going to talk about seven things that really stuck for us. We did the process three years ago, and there are some things that have just, just carried on. In all honesty, aren't we ready for another do-over of uh, Marie Kondo's philosophy in our home? I'm inspired to do another round. Yeah, I'd, I'd be into it as well. You know that I've uh, actually just recently, I've been going through my records and and literally getting rid of the ones that I've never listened to, or well, I, that I don't listen to. And, you know, it's it's a it's a good uh, experience because you're, you're getting rid of the old to bring in a little bit of the new so i get rid of like 70 records and then buy like three really good ones well it's it's a good trade-off it's progress it's progress okay all right anyways let's get into a little the, aside let's get into the things that we learned so number one and this is a strong part of her philosophy is that you should tidy up in one shot rather than little by little and by doing that you can really dramatically change your mindset so if you look up tips online often people will say tackle one drawer, spend an hour each night, uh, do one room a month. And that's great. I mean, I can understand we're all busy and it's nice to just have a small challenge. But you don't see a dramatic change. And no. if you go through the process and really go through your whole house and you see that noticeable change and people, I remember people coming to visit us. Our friends would come to visit us after we'd gone through this process. And it did take us a few weeks to go through it, but we kept at it. And it was noticeable. If you just do a drawer, people aren't going to notice that in your home. Honestly, that was one of the most visually dramatic things as well. When you see like everything, all every single piece of paper that's in your home in one pile in the middle of your living room, it's astonishing how much we hold on to. Right. 
Well, and we'll put that a little bit more into context as we kind of go through the specifics of the the steps. Oh, definitely. I'm giving Jeff the you're jumping ahead look. Oh, uh, oh, are you? Am I? Well, that's okay. That, that was what that look this was. Would, people are uh, people are looking forward to things. <laughs> so, doing it all in one shot really just gives you a whole new feeling. We actually noticed our we had rooms that echoed. After, oh, yeah. after we did the process. Yeah. And so then we realized, okay, well, maybe we went a little too far and we got to put a few more things up on the wall. But doing it all in one shot, yes. Number two, uh, tidying up by location is a fatal mistake. What do you mean? <laughs> and those are her words, fatal. Well, I don't think anybody's going to die. You know, you're not going to die from this or anything like that, are you? No, no, I know. Fatal. She was just going for the, just really that's trying to That's KonMari dramatic, man. That's that's like, that's law and order KonMari or something. What, anyway. What, what's meant by this is, again, if you're looking at just doing a closet, it doesn't give you a good handle on the scope of your belongings. So Jeff just mentioned paper. If you take all of the bits of paper in your house and you put them in one place, it just really hits you in the face yeah it hits you in the face as to what you're hoarding and so looking at the actual category of what you're trying to get rid of whether it be clothing or books or records no that's not going to happen anyways continue (laughs) it just it's having it all together and i think if you've watched some of the episodes of tidying up on netflix you'll see that they do that with clothing often they'll pile it all up on the bed it just lets you see the you know sheer duplication of what you might have yeah. So if you have 20 bathrobes, if you're one of those people. Or like 100 magazines. Right. So doing it by category rather than location lets you see that duplication and just yeah. the quantity. So, And I think sometimes we need to be reminded of that. Number three is the whole concept of does it spark joy? Ah, this is a good one. And this is really w- the crux of her philosophy, though, is it not? It is. And I mean, yeah. I think it's the tagline that people remember from the show. And I won't lie, it, it seemed a bit hokey it did when i heard it no question but in reading the book and again the book gives a far more uh better a far better explanation than the show does so it it also talks about i guess not not just things that spark joy but if you have items in your house that give you negative feelings when you see them so it could be unfinished crafts that you started it could be something that you bought that you regretted buying, but and, and you don't it's just to, in there. Well, like, and you don't want to get rid of it because then it's sort of admitting the mistake that you wasted money on. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. Right. I'm uh, sure people do that a lot on your Instapot. Yeah, we actually we use that. We used it recently. Yeah, we used it recently. I made um, what did I make? Chicken. Oh, the chicken, right? Frozen was, from Frozen. I, chicken I was, thighs. I know it's amazing when it works, but I was having a bit of buyer buyer's remorse. I was thinking it was a bit of a gadgety thing, and going to use it more. We work so hard to get rid of gadgets, so yeah, I'm not just in the Instapot. It works when you use it. Sorry. Okay, back. A little back aside. To, we'll have a lot of asides here. Don't worry. So, only keeping things in your house that spark joy is really a great concept for just making a good vibe in your house. So why keep things? I don't know. If you were given a gift. And from somebody you no longer like or, yeah. or, 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 or just something that, you know, you just don't enjoy having in your home. Yep. Get rid of it. There's too much. The space in your home is too valuable. You can't take it all with you when you go either. I mean, you can't leave it to somebody to deal with as well. I mean, I'm one to talk with all these records. It always goes back to the records with me. But, you know, I think Huxley will eventually 
Uh, love those records. But anyway, I just wanted to make one quick point about what you said. And it is so true that one of the things that got me on board the most with KonMari's philosophy of does it spark joy is that is the fact that it unclutters not just your home, but your mind. Like my, like I remember after we did it, it was, it, you just, you just like seem to breathe a little bit better in your own home because you, you're not, your thoughts and your visual, you know, your eyes aren't like attracted to all these things that are just in your home. And that was, that honestly is what really sold me on the whole idea of KonMari's philosophy was just like how great it felt to not have all these things in your home. I agree. Like a cluttered yeah. home is a cluttered mind. And, and it's not just for you and me and, and our little boy Huxley. It's like for anybody visiting our home, too. It makes it a lot more of a, shall we say, zen experience because right. there's not so many things to, to see. The whole KonMari process really moved us more towards a philosophy of minimalism. Yes. And we're not extreme minimalists and we don't come into no. our house and have to sit on the floor. We've got furnishings and things like that. And, yeah. And uh, with a five-year-old, we've got our fair foot bit of toys and... Uh, a little bit of clutter here and there, but it definitely makes us rethink what we bring into our home and what takes up that precious space. Yes. So Sparking Joy, we're going to talk a little bit more as we go into different categories on future episodes, uh, really go into detail around clothing and, and some of the other lessons that KonMari, uh, method, KonMari method involves. But uh, Sparking Joy... It's not hokey. It makes sense. No, it makes sense. Keep for stuff sure. in your house that makes you feel good if it doesn't get rid of it. Yeah. Um, number four, organizing drawers uh, using smaller boxes. This is huge. And this is something that when we first did it, I remember we had a friend of ours over and he looked in our drawer and he saw that we had these little boxes dividing up our large drawer into sections and he sort of laughed and said, yeah, that's not going to stick. That's not something that's oh, yeah. going to yeah. you know, carry over. But three years later, we three still do later. it that way. Yeah, and it really does. It makes things easy. All the particular things that you need are right there for you. Like yeah. it's not intermingled with other, like you don't, your can opener isn't, you know, intermingling with your uh, tongs and stuff. Like it's just, and it I'll, makes sense. I think... They went into this on the Netflix show, but I'll throw up some photos on social media. We've got a, you know our Facebook page and Instagram, Twitter. So I'll throw up some photos of the drawers that we have organized in that way and just kind of show you what we mean. But yeah. it really made a big difference in our, our son's dresser has these huge drawers, but his clothes are really small because he's small. So we use things like shoe boxes. So he has a shoe box that has everything folded. Just in his the, socks uh, or just his T-shirts. Yeah, it makes sense. And they're folded in that... Uh, you know, classic KonMari method. Where um, you can see each can see. individual, yeah, rather than like, yeah, no, that makes, honestly, like a lot of her thing, a lot of her thinking makes sense. And now I'm wondering though, how much of like her philosophy about konmari I know, listen, like how, how brilliant is that marketing? Honestly, because we, it's like Google almost. Whenever we talk about, you know, tidying up, we call it konmari is her name. That's amazing that she did that. Like she's she knows what she's doing. She's not just smiles and laughter. I know. <laughs> like on the show, she actually she's gotten a lot of flack for that on the show, like being way too happy and just over over the top. You, you really know? can't win, can you? Too happy? Too no, you can't. Morose. Anyway, where was I going with my thought? Sorry, oh, I forgot. Anyways, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, yeah. 
So back to the drawer. So I mentioned uh, what we do with the shoe boxes. I also do it with my jewelry boxes. So if you have uh, earrings and necklaces and things like that, you can use the little cardboard jewelry boxes and use those to divide up. Uh, if you have a nice flat drawer and divide it up into sections, it kind of keeps your jewelry compartmentalized. Yeah. In the uh, kitchen, we have a huge drawer that we just had all of our kitchen utensils just sort of flying around there. So you'd open the drawer and you have to yeah. root through to try to find your spatula and what we did there is we actually use bread pans, so I don't make bread that often. Yeah. Well, but uh, the bread pans uh, work really well for compartmentalizing that and kind of keeping thing every everything in its space. Again, I'll throw up some pictures because pictures worth a thousand words. So that, that brings something else to to my mind that we did after that. After we did the conmarine, do you remember when you and I kind of went through and efficiently uh, figured out where things should go in the kitchen to make the mornings easier? Like you don't want to go all the way to the end of the counter to get the toaster and then to the other end of the counter to get the bread. So we put, you know what I mean? Like it's very common things, but do you remember doing that? That was really interesting. Yes. Because yeah, it was basically keeping things within arm's reach and, and thinking about what you're using. And I think we, if anybody with a dishwasher probably thinks about this when they're unloading their dishwasher, how far away their cupboards are from the yeah, dishwasher. And definitely. And it may seem like just a few extra steps, but if you're doing that on every a single day, basis, yeah. it all adds up. It all adds up. Was that part of KonMari's uh, no, you know, philosophy? That no, that was just part of my your, your, your OCD kind of, well, I mean, it, it makes sense, though. I like to have There's systems. a method to your madness. That's, and that's part of what we want to talk about in the podcast. <laughs> Whenever I look at something, if there is extra <laughs> steps that are taken or a process is just not working, I like to find a better way to do it. And it makes there's, sense. There's always a better way to and do it. Honestly, that is like the whole philosophy behind this podcast is sharing those, you know, tidbits of information with people, our listeners. Right. Which is really cool. So we're just hoping, you know, we're not experts, but we're no. just hoping that maybe if something worked for us, it might work for somebody else too. Yeah. So number four of the things that we learned from Marie Kondo, um, keeping the counters clear. So yes. Jeff mentioned, you know, toasters and that sort of thing. A lot of people keep those out on their counter. We actually have a drawer that's super easy to get to. It's just below where we would use the toaster on the counter anyway. So we actually keep everything stashed away. It just is easier to keep your counters clean. Yeah. Uh, nice to go to bed with nice, clean, cleared off counters. And uh, yeah. So keeping, I agree. keeping I agree. horizontal surfaces clean in general just makes sense. They are clutter collectors. And you should see our vertical surfaces, though. We got like we throw grease at it, <laughs> we pizza sauce, whatever. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Well, and having everything in its space just stops you from buying extra things. Like a lot of times you'll go and buy something and you already had it in your house. You just couldn't bloody find it. Yeah. And that's, there's nothing more frustrating <clears throat> than that. So number six, greeting your home. Uh, so This I found hokey. I got to admit. Well, this is the thing I think when people watch the show and they watch her kneel down on the floor and really take a moment to... Uh, greet the home before she gets into the process with the family. It's probably something that people have been critical about. We took this and, and sort of just looked at it as uh, a time to, as we went through the process, we just developed more gratitude for our space. Yeah. We became, uh, you know, just more aware of how lucky we are to even have a, a home. Yeah. You know, to have a roof over our head and something we try to. And we tried at one point to let go of this home. We had it up for sale for an entire year. And I think maybe four people came to look at it. And then. A whole four people. I, I, it was pretty much, wasn't it? It was, was a hard market. Wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was really market. hard market. Anyways, and and so Amy and I just had like sat down and we just like got down to the, you know, 
just the the crux of the of the issue and just said Let, let's just make our home ours and then we did all kinds of really great improvements to it and now we don't want to leave it's true and you know what and the whole the market shifted our city of st john new brunswick is booming yeah if you don't live in st john this is a great place to come and live it really Cost is of living is low we live on the beautiful bay traffic is nil you know yeah like we can look out our window and see the bay of fundy which yeah. is pretty cool it's a pretty a pretty awesome city to live in it is so we'll just put that as a Saint Awesome. Saint Awesome. That's our hashtag. And finally, the uh, the last thing, number seven, and I, I touched on this earlier, is to be gatekeepers for the stuff that's coming into our house. So only bring in things that create absolute joy. When you're really going to buy something new to bring into your house, yep. take some time and think about it. Maybe give yourself a little bit of a grace period before you actually make the purchase and decide whether you really need it. Is there something else that you have that could be a dual purpose? Could you maybe borrow the item from somebody else? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it not something you'll use on a routine basis? Yeah. And I'll admit the hardest part about this whole gatekeeper concept is gifts. Yes. That, because yes. we have a lot of generous family members that love to give gifts it's a traditional thing though like my mother for example she you know like she came around as we both know like she doesn't we don't buy gifts for her and she doesn't buy gifts for me she or us she buys gifts for our little guy who's turning six in february so it's like you know that that's pretty cool like we but she and i we decided a while back just to make homemade cards for one another every christmas and that just cuts down on all kinds of things like spending money and just like you know everything and it's creative as well so right and it does it's not something that keeps up a takes up a whole lot of space in your home and it did take us it took us a few years to get i guess all of our family on board with this idea of uh not needing gifts and maybe giving the gift of experiences we did you know yeah uh you know gift certificates for restaurants and things like that with my parents i know but we've we've got there so when christmas rolls around we're not out in the store you know spending hundreds of dollars and no we don't even buy for one another and that's 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 kind of a little a little extreme for a lot of couples but you and i we we got used to it right? right we we spend our our money on traveling and stuff so i mean you know we've got a we've got a trip coming up soon and actually that brings us to our next episode that's right so we're excited to talk about some travel tips in our next episode i mean you can google a ton of travel hacks and that sort of thing but we're going to talk about the stuff that we've come up with that we've implemented it works for us it works for us and i think there's some unique stuff in there maybe some stuff that you might find helpful yeah so our next episode, episode three, will be all around travel tips. Yes, and, and we're you'll join us. We're we're very excited to bring it to you. And thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, you can find us all over the place. So just take a look. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks so much for listening. And be sure to visit us at InfoQuench.com to subscribe and find out about future episodes. You can also check out InfoQuench on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Till next time, friends. friends.